Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Monday, November 27th, five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the Ukraine government says that more than 26,000 people have disappeared since the 22 invasions, since things began over there. And nearly half of all U.S. adults say too much funding is going into Ukraine and its war with Russia. And this is according to a new poll. Okay, so uh, to quote, uh, I think this was Michael Scott who said this, my how the turntables have turned t- turned <laughs> i think that was the quote mm-hmm. uh but, but this it's amazing how often we are right casey and mm-hmm. how we are just clearly on the pulse of where americans are going to end up even if they aren't there in the moment but it appears finally because multiple polls now are suggesting it is to the trend you start to see the same thing you kind of realize this is where people are that when you are uh paying for something for almost two years and there's no, first of all, there's no defined mission or quest or uh, no tangible thing you can wrap your arms around it by what success or victory is for your money. People wear out on that. It's the exact same that ha- thing, same thing that happened in Iraq. When the Bush administration essentially, it appears now, lied about weapons of mass destruction to have an excuse to go into Iraq, people were still very supportive. And they uh, were very supportive up until George Bush declared mission accomplished, gets Mm -hmm. on the fighter jet. Mm -hmm. Hey, 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 we're the monkeys and we're not monkeying around, right? Much like they were the first Gulf War in which George Bush's father then pulled the troops out. We've done what we're here to accomplish, see ya. But over time, people began to say, wait a second, what are we doing here? Especially after Saddam Hussein was finally captured. Okay, this guy was the tyrant. We caught him. He's going to be executed, which he was. What are we still doing here? And year after year after year, people were dying and losing limbs and having PTSD. And we were spending literally hundreds of millions of dollars on this this conflict, which is a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. By today's standards, <laughs> that's a drop right. in the bucket. And finally, people just said, wait a second, I don't mind helping. I don't mind freeing people. I don't mind getting rid of tyrants or dictators, but I don't want an endless account payable tab for something where you won't define what victory is. Because again, the U.S. military is the greatest trained killing force in the world. And I say that as a compliment. That's their job. Seek, kill, destroy. That's what they're good at. We're not good at nation building. Doesn't mean the brave men and women who go over there and do that. It doesn't mean in any way, you know, dilute the, you know, their service to the country. It's just not, it's not where you're good at. It's like, if you said, Rob, make me a, make me a meal. Could I make you a meal? Probably if it involved noodles. It'd be serviceable. But I couldn't make you a good meal, right? (laughs) Now, if you said, Rob, do me a radio show, I can clearly do you a pretty decent radio show. Mm -hmm. It's just not what we're good at. And so the same thing now is going on here where people are saying, wait a second, there's still no defined success. Mm -hmm. There's still no end date to to when you know we're getting out there's still no measure of of what we will judge as success or not and there's still no return on investment and people finally after you know just two years of seeing you know ridiculous people hang flags in their uh, make their profile photos on social media the flag and mm-hmm. flags in the front yards and everything's just looking around going wait wait a second 
Why are we why are we even helping these people? They don't even have a track record of being our friend. They're not France. They're not Britain. What are we doing here? So in the latest Associated Press poll, 45% of the people surveyed said that the U.S. government is spending too much on aid to Ukraine. And apparently there's a new bill that is being proposed to send more aid there. And Matt Gates says that he is a no on this. Clearly not really a surprise to anybody. But we're getting into the point now where um, the weather is going to start right. affecting what's going on over there because now they're starting to be in that horrendous winter weather area of you know the season. I mean, look, I don't believe any more money should go over there because I don't think Ukraine's our friend, and I think this is very likely to end up like most of our foreign involvements where, a la Afghanistan, mm-hmm. the weapons we put over there are ultimately used against us in the end because we can't we have no reason to trust these people they have a long history of not being our friend in fact not even being neutral but if you're going to send more money there has to be a defined what is the mission how are we doing with the mission what is the return on investment and when does this mission end and until you do that, there's absolutely no reason to send any more money to to these people. So Congress still hasn't passed this White House's emergency. It's an emergency. It's always an emergency, course. Casey. You, a, ever, you ever notice that? Yeah, it's it's an emergency. It's a supplemental request for funds, and they're asking for ah just sixty one billion dollars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and here is my other just a little well, bit. Here is my other thing that's always been. We keep talking, or up until this, we kept talking about how Russia and both Democrat and Republican presidents alike have talked about this, about how, and it's true, there are areas with Russia that we should be in coordination with. They have, we have vested interest in terms of terrorism, et cetera. And now we've turned them back into public enemy number one. So how did they go from, hey, these are, these are guys that we're watching and we're mm-hmm. verifying and we know you don't like us and we don't like you, but there's areas we can work together and let's let's go and we're buying stuff from you to, at all costs, we will, we will vanquish and destroy you. How does that change overnight, Casey? It does make you pause. It gives you kind of a... Uh, yearning for a moment to reflect upon our foreign policy engagements and involvements that we just keep ping-ponging back and Mm -hmm. forth between friend or foe or, uh, you know, middle of the road or worst person ever. There just doesn't seem to be a clear-cut vision for our country around the world. And isn't it interesting how this isn't the most important thing right now? I mean, ever since uh, since October 7th, all of a sudden, oh, right, there's this over here. It's just, it's not that big of a deal. It's it's cause du jour. This is how we operate in this country, and we do it on domestic issues. I mean, think about it. For a year in this country, the police were awful. The police are the bad guys. The BLM people are these terrible, oppressed people who are just getting a little... Uh, you know, bit, pent up frustration off their chest. Hell, the governor had a meet and greet with a mm-hmm. guy who threatened to seize the governor's mansion on statewide television, and then let him skadoodle on out the door. And now he's in Portland for throw, for attempting to kill cops. Well, he didn't skadoodle until he helped write the well, right. reform bill. This is my point, though. Yeah. He called the cause noble. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is how insane things get in this country on these cause du jours. And this Ukraine became the cause du jour. And by the way, if you ever question the cause du jour, you're an ist, you're a phobe, mm-hmm. you're a whatever. 
And then ultimately people move off. The cost is your, and they go, boy, that was pretty stupid. I mean, it was masking before it was the the, the riots, uh, supporting the rioter people. It's just, it's ridiculous that we never wise up in this country and go, this cause du jour is stupid, and we're not going along with it. So we've heard a lot about the southern border in the United States, but now let's talk about the northern border with Canada. Seen a 550% increase in illegal immigrant crossings in this past year. And Border Patrol says that the majority of these immigrants, they're coming from Mexico, India, Venezuela, Haiti, and Romania. You know, Vivek Ramaswamy, of uh, uh-huh. Vivek, 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 I want to make sure I get it right, so right. I'm not an istrophobe or right. whatever. Vivek. Uh, uh, I want to be better than the lady on The View. Wasn't it The View, where mm-hmm. she couldn't get it right and was very dismissive? Was that No, no, it was Donna Brazil. Right, it was the former DNC chair. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the View is guilty of many things. That, for once, was not <laughs> one of them. Uh, I want to make sure I get his name right. Mm-hmm. He has been talking about this for a long time, mm-hmm. and there's a very valid point to this where the, so much of the conversation is about about the open southern border, which there should certainly be a conversation and aggressive action taken on that. But we're open for business all over the place. Now, it looks like some people got egg all over their face over the Thanksgiving holiday because mm-hmm. they had it was Fox, wasn't it? Came out and reported the 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 altercation there on the bridge as an act of terrorism. We're told by very reliable sources, and then it turns out not to be. But I was thinking how funny that not funny like haha funny, but how interesting I guess a better word that that was because literally I think that day mm-hmm. you and I had the conversation of if you had an organized, well-coordinated act of terrorism in this country, and thankfully a lot of these people are stupid and do things to get caught or they talk to the wrong people or whatever, but if you had an organized, well-orchestrated act of terrorism in this country again, a la 9-11, mm-hmm. do you have any faith that the U.S. government would be able to stop it? Right, we had that conversation. The day this thing happened. Yes, exactly. I think. Yep. Okay, so um, in October, the New Hampshire governor, Chris Sununu, he announced the creation of a Northern Border Alliance Task Force, and his office secured $1.4 million. That doesn't seem like, based on the fact that we're sending 61, or let me correct that, based on the fact that the White House wants to yes. send $61 billion over to Ukraine to help secure the borders of that country, that $1.4 million, million, million seems like a little tiny amount to secure our own border. Well, and this is where people, rightfully so, get sideways. We talked about in the first hour with the Tom Allen buyout about how people, this is why people get sideways on capitalism, because they see colossal failures make more money than they'll ever dream of and they work very hard every day and struggle to get by this is also why people get sideways with their government on one hand you're telling us we have all of this money that we're willing to print to take care of countries who aren't Mm -hmm. even allies they're not even our friends they have no history of being our, our friends but yet the nuts and bolts of making sure America is taken care of you're not lifting a finger when there's clearly need to address those issues here at home. I don't think people mind giving to help others. I mean, as we're getting, long as we're good. Right. As long as our sovereign is safe. I mean, the reality is that so we're getting ready to do Radiothon, mm-hmm. and every year we break the record for Radiothon of giving to the Salvation Army, and hopefully we'll be able to do that again because our audience is very giving people. However, our audience is giving after they've taken care of their family. They're taking care of the 
they're putting wants aside to help other people, which is great and fabulous. But they're they're making sure that their own kids have clothes and they have gas to get to work. And then they're saying, okay, I have this left over and here's what I can donate and give. Mm-hmm. America is the equivalent of not feeding itself. It's equivalent of not having a roof over its head and going, well, here, maybe friend, maybe not friend. Right. Take all of our money. It is 17 minutes after 11. It's Kendall Lee Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 20 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Governor Holcomb says that Indiana has plenty of water. Oh, now, how would he know that? Because his study isn't done yet. Well, he says he needs to prove it. <laughs> so he's accelerating that search for water. and the, Oh, this guy's shameless. The Leap Water Study set to be released in January. Okay, so the guy who is essentially directing the people to do the study is mm-hmm. telling you what the study is going to say. And the study, he just needs to prove mm-hmm. the thing that the study is going to say. Mm-hmm. Gee, Casey, mm-hmm. hard to believe why people all across central Indiana have some major concerns about their natural resources being pulled from the communities that you would expect them to be in when you purchased a property there Mm -hmm. and given to somebody else who is already getting or will get massive financial benefit from the taxpayers of this state. You know what it reminds me of? We aired that clip earlier of Joe Biden saying, I can't prove what I'm about to say, (laughs) but... That kind of sounds very similar. Should we backtrack to kind of give a high-level explanation to Mm -hmm. people of what's going on? Because we have covered this probably more than any other media outlet maybe in the the state. And we've been at this for a long time. We've had these farmers who are impacted by this um, on the program. Uh, We've done a lot with Jim Merritt, who's very familiar Mm -hmm. with this from the U.S., from the Indiana State Senate, talk at length about the intricacies of this. This is really important because this is kind of a microcosm of what we've talked about on this show for a long time, which is the death of what it has meant for a very long time to be a Hoosier. And it centers around the changing of the landscape, not to facilitate the benefit of the people as a collective, but a changing of the landscape to benefit a very select few and benefit politicians who judge their success based on bright, shiny objects. So what's happening here is the Economic Development Corporation has been granted by the General Assembly, so taxes. So the General Assembly, the Republicans, Mm -hmm. let's call it what they are, it's the Republicans, take your hard-earned money and they put it in a fund, the Economic Development Corporation, I think it's a half a billion dollars in the most recent budget, and that gives a very select group of people, the executive you know, the director, the secretary of which Brad Chambers, who's running for governor now, was the most recent stooge, I mean person, who was in, in charge of this. <laughs> and they use your hard-earned money in order to, air quote, attract mm-hmm. some of the largest, most powerful corporations in the world. They're putting this, this most recent quest, it's called LEAP, the LEAP District, mm-hmm. in Boone County. Yep. Why? Because Boone County has a mayor named Matt Gentry, whose daddy was a big-time political insider. I know, full disclosure, I once worked for his daddy on a U.S. Senate campaign for Marlon Stutzman, so I know the Gentrys very well. Matt Gentry is the perfect guy because he wants to elevate himself up the political ladder in his in his daddy's steed or shadow or whatever, 
And so he was the perfect yes man partner for this. So Lebanon annexing areas into the city of Lebanon and to facilitate what is Holcomb and the Republican Party elites dream of erecting using poor and middle class people's money to erect as many bright shiny objects into the world that benefit mega corporations we know holcomb went to the wef klaus schwab those people we Mm -hmm. know what holcomb's view of the world is and as part of this the major issue they've run into because they can take your money by force right they can take your money through taxation they can do with it what they want but the major issue they've run into mm-hmm. is natural resources yep. they don't specifically have the water capability in Boone County which these mega corporations need hundreds of millions of gallons of water seemingly daily to pull off this little scam i mean operation <laughs> and and they are needing to take water from other communities, right now specifically Tippecanoe County. So think about this. If you live in Tippecanoe County, you wherever you live, you get certain things and give up certain things. And in the case of if you're going to live outside of a major metropolitan area, one of the things you give up is, hey, you're not at the epicenter of all the happenings and all the doings and all the goings on. But one of the things in the case of like a Tippecanoe County you would get is you get a plethora of natural resources which sustain the quality of life that you expect to have and want to enjoy having which in this case is water what the state is saying is oh screw you ding dongs because we can't facilitate this pie in the sky fantasy island that we're on over here we're going to extract the water from you in order to make this happen so not only are we taking your money Tippecanoe county poor middle class person Mm -hmm. and giving it to these mega corporations now we're going to steal your resources oh but don't worry it'll all be fine well how do you know Well, we're going to do a study. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the study going to show? Well, we hope, wink, wink, (laughs) nod, nod, it's going to, it's going to show, it's going to show this. Yeah. Okay. So Holcomb bets that enough water does exist in the Wabash River area to supply. What is he an expert? Is he a water expert? But he says the time to expand Indiana businesses in Boone County is now. The attention and the potential investment, this window of unprecedented opportunity is right now. What is most important is having the facts, having the data to determine the decision. So I, quite frankly, I understand where people are coming from when they say what is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen unless we have the water. Are are we going to have a water rights fight in the General Assembly this year? Oh, I hope not. I think we're going to let the data drive our decisions, and we're not going to be held back by being oversupplied with water. Oh, Casey, remember? They're going to let the data... Like you did during COVID. ...determine the decision, even though they're already moving ahead with this. It includes a $3.7 billion project with Lilly. Developers want more tenants. They've got this microchip manufacturer that's looking to expand a $50 billion facility, which would require several million gallons of water a day. And he's using the same terminology he used during COVID. Remember, he was going to trust the science during COVID. And every time he was proven wrong, he would just go back and he would, in his smart-ass, smarmy way that he always does, demean <laughs> people and go, well, I'm listening to the science. Of course, the science in this case was uh, Dr. Box gynecologist. Mm-hmm. You remember her? Mm-hmm. Same lady that 
lectured everyone about wearing their mask and then was photographed at her son's wedding with hundreds of people there not wearing her mask. But then that was gotcha journalism uh, on our part. And instead of just owning up and apologizing, uh, I was told by multiple people in and around her, she was fuming and spent days trying to figure out who the leak was. You're never going to figure it out, lady, because I have people all around you and the rest of the people in state government who can't stand you. That the point on this is it's the same verbiage, it's the same terminology, it's the same wording. It's a fait accompli. He's going to get this done, he being Holcomb, because he wants it done. Regardless of he what the study says. He doesn't care about you at all, Casey. He doesn't care about me at all. He doesn't care about Noah at all. You know what he cares about? His rich mega corporation buddies, because that's who an elitist like Holcomb chums around with, pals around with, and that's how he judges success. Not whether he takes care of of me or you, not whether he takes care of the land, not whether he keeps the character of what it's meant to be Indiana, the farm fields and and how we feed a nation, not whether he protects that, whether he is able to dole out freebies to people like Eli Lilly, because that's who he likes. Now, by the way, we did invite the mayor of Lebanon on mm-hmm. this show. Mm-hmm. He did say he would accept. I sent the email last week. I've not heard back. I know it'll get to him. Matt, I'm not sending you another email. Maybe so, he's he's just with family for the holiday or something. Well, the holiday's over. <laughs> so maybe in my inbox right now, there's an invitation. Okay, so the mayor of Lebanon, he did say several months ago that uh, Boone County does have enough water to support this project. And no, it doesn't. The existing residential water consumption. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me about it. Boone County does not have enough water to support this project, which is why they're pulling it from, see, this is what I'm saying, Casey. If Boone County has all this water, why are you taking it from Tippecanoe County? None of this, okay. If this project benefited society as a collective, I would be all on board with it. But what happens every year, Casey? We bring more outsiders into Indiana and every year our taxes go up government grows government's role in our life grows these projects because the selling on the projects is always well it's it'll be more people paying taxes well first of all you're taking our taxes to pay for this project so that's a giant load of crap it's not like lily said oh boy i can't wait to come here (laughs) eli lily used the full freight and force of the state government and our resources and our money to facilitate this project the other corporations that are going to come will do the exact same so all i'm getting out of this is my taxes are going up the government's getting bigger the government's getting more invasive and i am seeing what i loved growing up which is the layout and landscape and 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 what the land of the Indiana being rapidly evaporated so that these guys can have this they're playing government at this point, Casey. They're playing government. Okay, so the mayor of Lebanon, he said that there's Matt Gentry, en- let's say his name. There's enough water to support the Lily Project and the current residential water consumption, but, and here's the but, oh, but. he did say that if there's an additional industrial development, oh. like they want you know, more tenants, uh, like the microchip manufacturer, that that will require think, water from outside think, Boone County. Think of the arrogance in that statement that I have to take mm-hmm. something that is someone else's to facilitate my wish over here. We're not even talking about an inter-county fight or a same county fight, fight inside the same county. It's like Brownsburg and Avon are having a water dispute or Fishers and Carmel are having a water dispute. You're talking about something in t- another county. Mm-hmm. Think about the arrogance of saying this my thing here and it's not like it's vital to human existence but my thing here my bright shiny objects over here 
are so important. My legacy, my desire to be a higher rising politician, to follow in my family footsteps are so important that I believe I have the right to take your natural resources and put it over here. Why? Well, because I deserve it. Okay, um, I want to. We we've got to get to the news, but I wanted to play this last audio clip. And boy, I should have given us a longer segment to discuss this, Rob. It's fine, Casey. But this is this is the uh, West Lafayette City Councilman. His name is Davis Sanders, and he asks a question at the end of this that I want you to listen to, and then we're just going to go into break. But think about this. He states that this project is. Is objectionable and he says that this is the biggest issue in indiana politics is he correct this is objectionable to everyone this opposition goes across the political spectrum it has united people not only in tippecanoe county but in the entire region region in a way that no previous issue uh has united so many people uh, i would argue that it's the most important issue in Indiana politics today. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 1136 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the head of Ron DeSantis's largest super PAC has resigned. Oh, uh, so is this a big indication that things are unraveling for the DeSantis campaign? Well, look, there's a variety of reasons people can resign from jobs of prominence or importance. Typically, <laughs> though, you if you agree to head up a super PAC, mm-hmm. you don't like quit a month before the election. Um, and you know, maybe it's a thing where he reading the tea leaves also maybe a thing where his strategy has been ineffective and other people want to lead the way, but it's, it's pretty obvious. And this is the worst. Now, having never lost an election, Casey, I will tell you where I was the candidate or the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how this feels, but I, from people who have lost elections, this is the worst feeling in the world to be in a, you're essentially in a death spiral where you're you're waiting for the, he Ron DeSantis can't pull a Mike Pence and just drop out before Iowa. He is on this trail of tears here, and he's going to have to walk his way through it. So he's probably at the point where, depending on what his internals show, him he knows what's coming, but I mean, he can't quit now. I mean, you do, and DeSantis is kind of a unique figure because. Unlike a Pence, who this, you know, the last chance boys, you know, or Christie, who's on a revenge tour, mm-hmm. DeSantis entered this race as the person with actual hope. Yeah. Like there was one guy who you looked at and said, this is the guy that can probably get Trump. There's this one guy who can who can go, you know, at the Indy 500, make that move around the cars and go go play catch up with the with the front runner at the at the race. And it he's done and i don't know how you recover from this because it's gonna it appears it's going to be such a colossally bad performance from him it's like boy you know we gave it our best shot and we just came up a little bit short and hey we're gonna support trump in 2028 you know we'll be the we'll be the guy it's been so divisive and Mm -hmm. much of that is trump that has made it divisive but it's been so divisive and the trump loyalists are so i mean they're vicious people i mean some of the stuff that's being said and written and the Trump henchmen out there that are doing these things, it, they're 
they're pretty nasty folk. Well, they understood the assignment because Trump demands loyalty and that's what they're giving him. But what good is the the loyalty if you can't coalition build mm-hmm. after the race is run, right? It's a two-part race. You got to get through the primary and then you got to get through the general election. And Trump has a hard enough time getting people on his side and coalition building. Now you've alienated people inside the Republican Party Needlessly, it's one thing to go after people like Chris Christie. Chris Christie deserves whatever he whatever he gets. He has a very small coalition of people. There, people already hate Trump anyway. It's another thing the way they've treated Ron DeSantis. Trump is going to win this thing anyway. You know, there's nothing he's done that you said, boy, this was a marvelously executed campaign. People just aren't ready to move off of Trump, and yet he has been so divisive and mean spirited to Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm who is very conservative. Mm-hmm. I just worry about his ability to put a, a team together that can win in November. Okay, so a lot of this money is going to this fight right pack now, which is uh, an attempt to distance from never back down. Uh, they had some Haley attack ads that backfired and instead hurt DeSantis. But this Chris Jankowski, he said that uh, it was untenable to deliver on the super PAC's promise of getting DeSantis elected. It, so when when the head of the super PAC is saying it's untenable to deliver on the job, what you hired me to do. You got, I mean, on one end, you got to give DeSantis credit because he was willing to take on the task. Now we act like it's over. It, I mean, it's not over. Something could happen in Iowa. We've said that from the beginning. Well, DeSantis has been to all 92 counties. Well, look, Iowa's a totally different animal. If there's any place DeSantis could pull off a shocker, mm-hmm. it would be Iowa. I mean, it doesn't look that way. But uh, I, it, will be, it will be a colossal failure. I mean, he had... Much like Jeb Bush did before him, hundred plus million dollars at his disposal. Remember, mm-hmm. Jeb Bush had that incredible super PAC ready to be unleashed, and I just they just misread the tea leaves, and they they I think they thought that there were a lot of people that if you could get all the good stuff about Trump without the drama, people would take it, and the American people at least on the republican primary side are simply saying no thank you right now so desantis has had a lot of uh high profile staffing changes recently and i want to mention this about mitt romney i i don't want to spend a lot of time on this but uh he said that he would vote for a democrat before he voted for donald trump or before he voted for the vake ramaswamy doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about About mitt romney like all right when's his term done 25 uh, no, this, yeah, yeah, the, you're, this is it. He's not running for re-election. Right, he's, His, not, he's up next year, yes. So, but is this almost like a, who cares what you say, Mitt? Just stop talking. But the, but you should care because he still will wield great influence over the next year and a half as a United States senator. And what he is telling you is his own grudges and his own personal uh, happiness in mm-hmm. this case, because he, he is unhappy with Donald Trump is what I'm trying to say about this. But his own pettiness, maybe that's the best word to use, is more important to him than this country and the direction of this country. And no matter what sort of damage the Democrats have done or will continue to do, he is saying that that I am that petty of a human being that I will screw this country mm-hmm. in order to get even because Trump said mean things about me. He said that he likes Biden. He finds him <laughs> charming and engaging. In some places he agrees with them. 
But in most places, he disagrees with them. Yeah, it's 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 just these are pathetic people. Casey. Hey, did you see that the Colts flew an eagle during the national anthem at the game? I didn't see that because I, I was that still was in really my car cool. on the way home from church while the game was uh, the national anthem was going. I've on. handled a raptor before like that. Wait, it, you said what? I've handled a raptor before. That's what the birds are called. Oh, a a bird. Raptor. Yeah, okay, yeah. very it's good. It's called falconry. Oh, very there's a name cool for thing. it. Yes, falconry. Did it, did, uh, were you f- afraid? I no, but those birds are big and they're heavy too, and you have to wear that glove because their talons will get in there. Uh-huh. It's really a very cool. Do you thing have a photo of this? Is there a photo that exists? There's you should, yes. You should totally put that up at Casey Daniels three one seven on Twitter. I will. I will do that. It's Kendall and Casey. It's ninety three WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. Rob, did you watch any of the Westminster Dog Show over the weekend? Did I watch any of the what? You heard me. The Dog Show. The National Dog Show. Happens every year on Thanksgiving. This is where they take the dogs and they parade them around like an obstacle course of some sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't watch any of that. Okay, so then you're not aware of You did, apparently, though. I do. I like the dog show. I think it's fun to see, you know, the dogs and, and watch them do their thing and see who the winner is and see if, you know... I was correct in picking the winner. I'm picturing in your house, your husband is trying to watch foot. What day was this? This was Saturday. Is that right? It was Thursday. Oh, it was Thursday. So it's yeah. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So there's football all day on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, no, honey. <laughs> we're we going to watch, watch the dog show. We're going to watch the dog show. Oh, wow. um, so this year, the winner was a terrier named Stash. Oh. He won Best in Show. And the judges said he gave a wonderful performance. <laughs> <laughs> he stretched his little short legs and hands and flew around the ring. Uh-huh. He's so cute. He's little and he's all white and he's got a big long snout yeah. and uh, just as cute as can be. He was competing against a German Shepherd, oh. a Great Dane, uh-huh. a Dalmatian, yeah. a Chesapeake Bay Retriever, Ooh. and also a Shih Tzu. Okay, so my question is, how would you delineate okay it's one thing you say we all all have golden retrievers mm-hmm. and this will be the winner of the uh, golden retriever contest how would you delineate between these different breeds of dog i mean don't they're, they're designed to do different things they obviously look different they yeah. behave different how how would you know who the actual winner is when all of these dogs are different in every way possible. Yeah, they're all amazing. So what they do is they have their different groups. There's seven groups. There's the terrier, toy, working, sporting, hound, non-sporting, and herding. Uh And they take the best dog of each of those categories, and then they put them all together, and they compete for who's the best out of all of those. So you're right. It's interesting because a terrier is going to be much different than a hound dog or a sporting dog. But apparently these judges thought that Stash was the best of all of the dogs. He was uh, top dog. I don't like any of this. Here's what I remember as a kid, yeah. Casey. I used to watch professional wrestling on mm-hmm. Monday nights. Mm-hmm. And one time a year, 
I don't know, maybe this was the dog show. There, it got professional wrestling would get can, canceled, delayed, whatever, because USA ran the pro wrestling, and there was always Westminster. Is it was this Westminster? Was this it? It was the what? It was the Philadelphia Kennel Club of Philadelphia, oh, no, no, yeah. authorized by the American Kennel Club. No, no, I think this was like the Westminster Dog mm-hmm. Show that every year would cancel professional wrestling for one or two weeks or whatever out of the year. That's what I remember about the dog show. Uh, I I call I call bull crap on all of this, Casey, because <laughs> I don't think, for example, I have an English bulldog. There- well, a bulldog won last year. His name was Winston. What? Yes. No kidding. He was a three-year-old French bulldog, so oh, a little that, no, guy. No, 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 He's no. A little guy. No, that's not a bulldog, Casey. No, <laughs> no, no. You're not going to get away with that here. A French bulldog is not a bulldog. There is one form of bulldog. It is an English bulldog. Mm-hmm. The traditional English bulldog, like in the Tom and Jerry uh, cartoons. Yeah. And everything else is not a bulldog. <laughs> well, he won Best in Show last year. Won $20,000. So you'd, you'd be okay with that. That seems kind of low, doesn't it? Like, you win a national competition, Uh and the best you get is $20,000. Yeah. It seems like it would cost more to train the dog to do the thing. Right, and just the upkeep, making sure the dog is athletic and looking good. So this has been going on for 125 years, Rob, and up to 2,000 dogs across 205 breeds compete for this coveted prize Uh, every year uh i can't believe you're dissing the uh stash the best dog i can't believe you ruined your husband's thanksgiving (laughs) forcing him to watch this okay um did you see that the elf casting director has revealed who she would pick to play buddy in a remake okay so you know this movie right will ferrell yeah and a casting director is the person who when they get a green light for a movie Mm -hmm. they say okay you you are in charge generally of not just the upper tier cast, but it can be everything from kind of bit part people, yep. extras in the movie. This is the person who says this person would be great for this job. Yes, okay. exactly. So the person who did Elf, which is the Will Ferrell, what was that, 2003, I think that came out? Yep, 2003 with uh, Zoe Dachanel was... Uh, what was her name? Clovey or something like that? And then who's the old man? The old man is famous. Uh, Khan. Uh, J- Bob James. Newhart, right? Yeah, but Bob Newhart's the the elf, but the James isn't James Conn. Oh the yeah, dad? his his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so, who is it? Who who would be Will Ferrell today? Uh, uh, the casting director had said if she were to cast it today, she would pick another Saturday Night Live alum, oh. and that would be Bill Hader. Oh, y- yikes! You know, you're not liking that. I I just don't think any. Saturday Live stopped being funny a very long time ago, and in fact, maybe like Will Ferrell's class was the last group mm-hmm. of people where it was actually genuinely funny on a consistent basis. I don't think uh, he is funny at all. No, absolutely not. Okay, well, there's no, uh, there's no remake in the world. Oh, great! This is just give it all, time, though. Yeah, exactly. This is all just uh, hypothetical. The casting director said that she would like to see Buddy the Elf as a father, so that's how oh, they would continue geez. the story. There's no script. And Will Ferrell has said that he absolutely not, he would not do a remake. He would not be in the movie. And he said it would look slightly pathetic if he tried to squeeze back into his tights. Yeah, but remember they made the Dumb and Dumber movie? I mean, this has been many years ago now, but they made the sequel to the Dumb and Dumber movie. And those guys were like 50 years old. And it's like, what what are we doing here? There are no new ideas, it seems like, in Hollywood. Or very rarely are there any new. What's the number one movie at the box office right now? It's The Hunger Games. I went and saw that over the weekend. Oh, you did not. I did. My daughter wanted to go, so we went. Well, because my daughter. 
daughter wanted to go. She's read all the books. You've got to stop her. Well, You've got to say we are not placating the lack of originality in Hollywood. You have, I know she's a grown-ass woman and uh -huh. she can do what she wants, uh -huh. but you should not be facilitating that. Uh, I wanted to go see Napoleon, but I lost out. Uh, that's bad parenting. <laughs> you think so? You know, I mean, you never, they, uh, people tell me all the time, you'll never stop being a parent. Mm -hmm. And you had an opportunity right there to never stop being a parent, and you failed. The guy who plays Snow in this Hunger Games movie, he's uh -huh. quite handsome, by the way. Oh. Um, but the Hollywood Reporter says that Will Ferrell turned down $29 million to do an Elf 2. Wouldn't it be amazing to be so rich? Like, I... There are probably limits to what I would do for $29 million, but I can't think of any of them off the top of my head right now. Well, Casey. he said that he could not go out and promote the movie from an honest place where he would have to say, oh, no, this movie's not any good. I'm just doing it for the money. But that, He oh, said he couldn't do that, so he said no to $29 million. Okay, so let's back up for a minute because aren't most Will Ferrell movies that way where <laughs> they're not very good and he's just doing them for the money? Isn't it interesting that whether it's like – Will Ferrell or Chris Farley. Now, obviously, Farley died, you know, very young. Mm -hmm. But uh, Adam Sandler, it's like the first three or four movies are really, really good. So Adam Sandler, you've got Happy Gilmore. You've got uh, The Wedding Singer. You've got Waterboy. Mm -hmm. uh, there was an, uh, 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 oh, hell, the first one, Billy Madison. Yeah. All of those are awesome. And then after that, every movie he's done basically is just a giant stinker where it's obvious he... Like cashing a check. Same thing with uh, Will Ferrell. You had Old School, which was was awesome. You had Anchorman, which was awesome. Uh, even the Ricky Bobby movie was was pretty good. And now they all, they're horrible. No, they're horrible. Nothing good after They're those. horrible, Casey. Okay, finally, uh, over the weekend, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think that this is such the most overrated program on television ever. Wait, 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 wait. You yeah. think the parade is overrated, but you watch the dog show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I like the dogs. The the parade that that does nothing for you, and that is a colossal waste of time. Mm -hmm. But the dog show, bingo. Yeah. Uh, so the parade they hit a record high, twenty eight point five million viewers on NBC. I'm sure you didn't see any of oh, it. Oh no, I saw none of this. Yeah, but there was a part where Cher was singing. Oh boy! And everybody was making such a big deal about Dolly Parton over the weekend. You know, Cher and Dolly Parton the same age. Are they the same? I was gonna guess Cher was ninety. <laughs> She, they're not the same. She's not ninety. Well, they are the same it age. took three guys to help Cher take her jacket off during her performance <laughs> at one point, and you could to totally tell that she was completely lip syncing. Uh -huh. uh, but the parade had more viewers than it did in previous years. Who is the person who watches this? I don't know. I think a lot of people say that this is tradition. I think it's a bunch of East Coasters yeah, I agree. Um, imposing their stuff on the rest of the country. I agree that wholeheartedly, Casey. There was a time where I would certainly understand, hey, when there's three network channels and mm -hmm. every, you know, family used to matter to people that everybody would watch because we weren't uber-connected as a society as we are today. But I wonder, and I think you're probably right, that it is probably people on the East Coast that predominantly watch the, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, now. and, you know, they have all the stuff for, like, the Tonys and Broadway, uh -huh. and I'm, like, not relating here in Indiana. I have never, ever watched a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. In it Really? It got interrupted this year from some pro-Palestinian supporters. Is it, is it still Macy's? 
It is still Macy's. Oh, is it? Okay, very Yeah, good. exactly. I've also never watched a dog show, so <laughs> you basically wasted my entire segment here, Casey. Thank you for wasting my time. You're welcome, and uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you for listening today. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.